It's Adam Crowley filling in for Mark Madden today on 105.9 The X. Also on Steelers Nation Radio. Also on ESPN Pittsburgh. I'm all over the place. I don't think Madden's been on three stations at once before. I don't think Ben's has been on three stations at once before. DK's been with... Well, I'll just leave that there. 412-333-9939 is the number to call. That's 412-333-WXDX. I am live at St. Vincent College for Steelers training camp. It is day number two. It already feels like it's day number 12, although we haven't seen anything. Although, are we going to see anything? That's always the question. What gets determined here at camp? One of the big questions is, is Mason Rudolph the next one? Can he be the future of these Pittsburgh Steelers? And, well, we don't know that yet. And we will not know that for a little long time, I don't think. You'll see him in training camp. You'll see him out at the preseason games. But we're not going to find anything out. You can learn whether or not he can be a backup, but we're not going to know if he's the next one. As for the back end of the roster, okay, that gets shaken out, but is that going to determine whether or not the Steelers win the Super Bowl? I don't think so. In some cases, it can. David Tyree did, but is the back end of this roster going to change the way the Steelers' outlook looks this year? I don't think so. What will? The defense. I talked about this yesterday on my show and on Steelers Nation Radio, so why not do it on the X? I'm not going to believe into this defense until I see this defense in the regular season. Tun Shilkin, Craig Wolfley, they say all the time, uh, you got to show me, you got to show me, you got to show me. And you sure can show me some things in training camp, but you can't show me everything. So I'm interested to hear what you have to say, Steelers fans, about this defense. Do you have optimism? Because I'm sensing a lot of that. Uh, I'm sensing Steelers fans expect this defense to be better than last year's defense because there have been a lot of changes. It's kind of like a Barack Obama campaign slogan. Hope and change. Okay, change does breed hope. This time of the year does breed hope. But I'm not buying it until I see it in a regular season game. I can't. Bud Dupree playing outside linebacker on the opposite side isn't going to turn him into Lawrence Taylor. Now, you can go to Oakland and find something that might, but it's not going to turn him into Lawrence Taylor. He's going to have to get by with more than just his athleticism, and I don't know if he can do that. You can believe in T.J. Watt, but do you at all believe in the inside linebackers? How can you? Uh, You look at what they've got on one side, and it's Vince Williams. He was a sixth-round pick, and he's a good downhill player, but is he going to be able to go sideline to sideline? Do you trust him in that role? I think he had a good beginning of the season last year. Then Ryan Shazier got hurt, and after Ryan Shazier got hurt, we saw what Vince Williams is. He's just a guy. Tyler Matikiewicz was getting the reps yesterday, and he's just a guy. Both of them can play downhill. Both of them can help stop the run, but I don't like either of them going sideline to sideline. So inside linebacker is a question mark for me, uh, if not a huge concern. They bring in John Bostic, but he's not getting the first team reps. He did a little bit in the nickel, and maybe he does become that starter, but until I see it, I'm not going to know that that can be the case. So the inside linebacker position concerns me. The defensive line, not so much, but you'd like to see Stefan Tuitt step up. Stefan Tuitt 
got hurt on the third play of the season last year. First play, blows him up in the backfield. Second play, Cleveland gets blown up in the backfield again. Third play, tears his bicep. And after that, he was never the same guy. If Stefan Tuitt can be a facsimile of what Cam Hayward was last year, the Steelers can win the Super Bowl. The Steelers' defense can go from a liability to one that I think you could look at as a strength. If you can create havoc up front, and you can do so consistently, and you can do so rushing four, it changes the entire dynamic. So if you, Steelers Nation, had to say one player can make or break this defense, who would it be? 412-333-9939. That's 412-333-WXDX. And are you optimistic about this defense? I keep hearing it. I keep hearing hope. I keep hearing there's changes. I keep hearing maybes. Maybe Artie Burns can take that step. Maybe Sean Davis can take that step. Maybe Bud Dupree can take that step. But it's all maybes. Maybe, maybe, maybe. You don't know who your free safety is going to be. It's going to be Sean Davis, but you don't know if he's going to be good. He does have the skill set for it, but I haven't seen it yet. Morgan Burnett's a good player. How's he going to fit into this scheme? Just because he's a good player doesn't mean he's going to fit exactly what the Steelers want to be doing. So I have my concerns there. I'm worried about that. I'm not only worried about the defensive side, though. Although the optimism is making me a little bit nauseous. Uh, On the offensive side, I'm scared about the depth. The offensive line last year stayed pretty healthy. And when they weren't, when Marcus Gilbert went down, you bring in Chris Hubbard. And Chris Hubbard was a good end-of-the-line tight end, and he played right tackle fairly well for the Steelers last year. They don't have that guy anymore. So if you attain some attrition on that offensive line, which you expect that you're going to, you need a guy to come in and protect Ben Roethlisberger. I worry about that depth. I also worry about uh, the wide receiver that they drafted, James Washington from Oklahoma State, who is supposedly their deep threat, who's going to replace Martavis Bryant, but I don't love his ability to get down the field. I don't love his height, and that scares me a little bit. You need to have somebody that can affect the safeties. And maybe it's Vance McDonald, but he hasn't stayed healthy enough as it is. Not only do I want to know whether you're optimistic about the Steelers' defense or not, but I want to know what you're thinking about this team in general. And you can tweet me at underscore Adam Crowley. I think that this team's going to take a step back this year. Doesn't mean they can't be a Super Bowl champion. It doesn't mean that they can't be better than where they were last year in terms of the playoffs, but I think they'll take a step backward in the regular season. Last year they were 8 and 2 in one-score games, and you don't ever see that. You don't see teams play that well in one-score games, have an 80% winning percentage. It just doesn't happen. It's more around 500. So I think the Steelers will probably come back down to earth there. And if they do come back down to earth there, then they're looking at 11-5. and They're looking at 10-6. and And I don't think that's an issue in terms of winning the division, but it is an issue in terms of getting that one or two seat. I just don't see them making all those plays that they made last year. Now, I don't think it's going to be like the Oakland Raiders. Two years ago, Oakland was excellent. I think they were 8-1 or 9-1 in one-score games. 
And last year, they totally fell back down to earth. Well, Oakland doesn't know how to win. The Steelers do know how to win. I just don't think that they're going to be able to win as much as they did last year. I also want to get into Le'Veon Bell and him kind of being right. Actually, not kind of being right, just being right. I know a lot of people thought that he did the wrong thing. A lot of people think that he's selfish. Yeah, but selfish doesn't have to be a negative term. He is hurting the team a little bit. Last year, he skipped training camp, and he had 60 yards a game and 17 carries for the first three games, and I think it ruined his chances at getting over 2,000 all-purpose yards. So that's in play this year. There's a possibility that he could wind up not playing well the first couple of games of the season. I get that. But he has to think about himself. If you don't think about yourself in this world, no one else is. Think about Jack Johnson, the new Penguins defenseman. His parents robbed him blind. They did. That's his parents. If you're not looking out for yourself, no one's going to look out for you. So Le'Veon Bell says, I want more than $33 million guaranteed. And what happens in the immediate aftermath? Todd Gurley gets $45 million guaranteed. 60 mil, 45 guaranteed. And what this does for Le'Veon Bell is makes it a heck of a lot easier for him to make what he thinks he's worth on the open market. Le'Veon Bell wanted $17 million. I still don't know if that's going to happen per season. That's a huge number. But he wanted it because he wanted to be paid as a number one running back and a number two wide receiver. He wanted to be paid as a playmaker. And he can't be paid as a playmaker now. He just has to be paid as a running back. He doesn't have to have his agent fight on his behalf and say, he's a playmaker, you got to pay him because he's such a valuable member of the team. That's part of it, but he can just get paid now in line with what Todd Gurley got. He can get paid around $45 million guaranteed. So no matter what Steelers fans think and how selfish they believe him to be, He's still winding up coming out, I think, on top in the end. Now, all that is determined on whether or not he can perform this year. And a lot of that's determined whether or not he can stay healthy. But he's got to bet on himself. And that's not to say the Steelers are cheap. Because in most of these circumstances, you can say one side wronged the other. I don't think either side did it wrong this time around. I don't. Steelers offered a very legitimate offer more than they needed to with the next highest running back being paid 8.25 million dollars a season uh, you have Le'Veon making 14 and a half a season nah the Steelers offered him a fair value he just wanted to make more and when he gets out there on the open market I think we're going to see that he will make more 412-333-9939 is the number to call. That's 412-333-WXDX. Again, you can tweet me at underscore Adam Crowley. Tim Ben's going to be taking over from 4 o'clock until 6. Until then, though, we're live from St. Vincent College, and we're talking all stillers right here on 105.9. And now the super genius, Mark Madden. Mark, love the show. Double M, big fan, big fan. He's a game changer. He's a guy that makes a big difference. Ooh, that's a good one. DX at 105.9. I am not the super genius, but I'm fairly intelligent. I'm also on three radio stations at one time. It's the Crowley Network. 
It is Adam Crowley filling in for Mark Madden on 105.9, also on ESPN Pittsburgh, also on Steelers Nation Radio. Man, Mark, if you never want to come back, man, I can dig this. I can, I'm talking to thousands of people right now, maybe even millions, probably millions when they heard it was me. 412-333-9939 is the number to call. Let's go to Mike in Plum first up today on the Madden Show. Hello, Mike. How's it going? It's going well, high. Yeah, I'm a little less confident with the uh, Steelers finishing the games. They gave up some fourth quarter leads there. And, uh, yeah, I don't know. But and with the levy on Bell thing, wouldn't as him be a player? You know, yeah, you didn't get a contract, but you know what? Show up at training camp, bust your hump, play good in the first couple games. Does that get you the good contract you want instead of trying to play this holdout game? You know, where you're kind of coming across a little. You know, like you don't. You don't want to put in the effort? Well, I appreciate the call, Mike. Thanks very much. 412-333-9939 if you want to get in line. Let's start with the Steelers not finishing off games. Uh, they were 13-3, and so they did finish games off. Uh, they were 8-2 and in one-score games, and Chris Boswell made a number of last-second field goals. So they did finish teams off. The Patriots game, though, we saw what we usually see. And you are right in that regard. In the fourth quarter, they gave up 130 yards and 11 points. You extrapolate that over the course of a game, that's 44 points. And, well, carry the one. A lot of yards. So, uh, in that game, yes, that was a problem. In the Jacksonville game, beginning of the game, middle of the game, end of the game, it didn't matter. They were giving up points. They were giving up yards. But over the course of the season, largely, they were good in that regard. As for Le'Veon Bell, if he were to show up, he would, I think, have a better first three games. I talked to Merrill Hodge today, and Merrill Hodge said, it's difficult as a running back coming off the street, not playing, and being in football shape. And that's such a cliche, but Merrill knows what he's talking about. And Merrill's not just going to blow smoke. Uh, Le'Veon might, but Merrill's not. And I buy that. Uh, yesterday we talked to uh, Justin Harding, the uh, former... Steelers center, who, or Jeff Harding, I keep doing it, Justin Hartwig, Jeff Harding, yeah, J.H., doesn't matter, Steelers center, regardless, one of the two of them told us that if you are a offensive lineman, it's a lot harder to block for Le'Veon Bell than it is for a guy like James Conner, who's a straight-ahead guy, and you want as much time practicing as possible. So, yes, I do think it affects his performance and then subsequently the team performance. That being said... If you're Le'Veon Bell, you have to weigh whether or not those first three games can make up for the possible injury risk. If you come here and you perform at camp, you're not going to get that many. Uh, you're not going to get that many opportunities to get hurt because you're not going to be playing in the game very much. Um, but you're going to have more of an opportunity to get hurt than if you weren't here, frankly. Uh, if he stays healthy, he's going to make $45 million guaranteed. You can bet that. Todd Gurley made it. I think Le'Veon Bell's a better player than Todd Gurley, albeit a little bit older. He still has four years left before he's 30, so that's four years left before you'd think his prime is over. Uh, if I'm him, I hold it out. Not that it's really a holdout because it doesn't have anything to do with the contract. I don't show up. I stay healthy. I still bet that I put up 2,000 yards. I make the 45 mil. If he shows up, he could get hurt, and if he gets hurt, He's probably not making that 45 mil guaranteed. Let's go to Brian. Uh, he's next up here on the Madden Show. What's up, Brian? Good day, Brian. 
You suck, Bryant. 412-333-9939. Tweet me at underscore Adam Crowley. We got this one from Terry. Call me nuts, but I think the Steelers' championship window may have closed without any of us realizing it. Average D at best, inconsistent offense, and an aging team. I don't think it's closed, but your concerns are valid. Without a doubt, they're valid. Ben Roethlisberger is not getting younger, although he looks it right now. He's lost weight. You know what they say, he's in the best shape of his career. Yeah, I don't know if I buy that. You're always going to be better, I think. Uh, in better shape when you're 19 years old than you are whenever you're 36 years old. Uh, he did slim down. He's not eating sugar. He's not eating carbs. So uh, that might help Ben Roethlisberger be able to maintain his consistency. Uh, but they are aging. I mean, Antonio Brown's another year older. He's 30 years old. The offensive line's what concerns me the most in terms of getting older. The defense is young and filled with pedigree, but we haven't seen that pedigree coalesce. We haven't seen that pedigree come together. I maintain that the Steelers have one opportunity in Ben Roethlisberger's final three years to win a championship, and it's this year. They could, I suppose, win in either of the next two, a la the Washington Capitals, but if I was to put my money down, if I were a gambling man, and I am, I would put my money down on this being their best opportunity, even though I do think they'll take a step back in terms of record. Consider this. Two years ago, the Steelers were 4-5, and five. They were on the outside of the playoffs looking in, and Le'Veon Bell then turned on the Jets. He was averaging about 100 yards a game before that point. They got nine games into the season, and after that, he was averaging a buck 47 a game. What the Steelers do? They ran the table. Last year, less than 100 yards a game when the Steelers are 3-2. and two. Ben Roethlisberger had thrown six touchdowns and seven interceptions. Then Le'Veon Bell rushes for 126, rushes and receives, receives, rushes and catches for 126 yards a game, and the Steelers only lose once. It was to the New England Patriots. Uh, so I, I think if they're going to win a championship, this is the year that they're most likely to do it because I think Le'Veon Bell is that important. And people keep saying, well, maybe the Steelers go out and they'll supplement that defense. Uh, maybe the Steelers go out and they'll add pieces that'll make up for the loss of Le'Veon Bell. Yeah, I'm not convinced that you can just find a running back. Not because we saw Hunt get drafted last year in the third round and play well. We saw Kamara get drafted and play well. Yeah, okay, those to me I think are anomalies. Uh, the Steelers have won six Super Bowls. Five of them have been with Hall of Fame running backs. Uh, I think you need that guy. I think this team needs that guy. I think Ben Roethlisberger needs that guy. And you've got him in Le'Veon Bell. Uh, I don't know if you can just go running back by committee. And if you're not going to go running back by committee, I don't know if the next guy, whomever it is, free agent ad or a draft pick, is going to be anywhere near as good as Le'Veon Bell. And... The statistics I just gave you, to me, prove that you need this guy to win. Ben Roethlisberger is not the same player he used to be who can put a team on his back squarely on his shoulders. I don't think he's that guy anymore. Uh, he's still one of the better quarterbacks in the game, but he becomes a little turnover prone whenever he is not uh, does not have a capable running back, a capable running game with him. 412-333-9939 is the number to call. You can tweet me and follow me at underscore Adam Crowley on Twitter. I got to ask this. If there was one player on the defense that you could choose 
to take a big step forward this year? Just one. Who would it be? Why? 412-333-WXDX. It's Adam Crowley filling in for Mark Madden. Tim Benz from 4 until 6 right here on 105.9. X. And now the super genius, Mark Madden. Good day, Mr. Madden. Good day. Hey, Mark. I want a sugar daddy. Double M, how's it hang? About all at once. The X at 105.9. Yeah, still not the super genius. You're stuck with me, Adam Crowley. My show's from 4 o'clock until 7 on ESPN Pittsburgh, which, coincidentally, I'm still on right now. ESPN Pittsburgh and Steelers Nation Radio. I'm all over the damn airwaves worldwide. Thousands upon thousands of listeners. And look, I'm not getting paid any extra for filling in for this first hour for Madden. So what I need you to do is follow me on Twitter. That'll be my payment. Even if you don't like me, just follow me. You can even chastise me. I don't care. Follow me at underscore Adam Crowley because I live for Twitter follows. That's it. If I don't get them, uh, I die. Mason Rudolph's taking snaps out there as we're live at St. Vincent College. And my God, does he look sexy handing off the football. Oh, boy, does he look good. I caught him today. I'm wearing my West Virginia Mountaineer hat as I was walking into the cafeteria, and I said, thank God you graduated because he torched West Virginia the last three years as he did to Pitt the last two. I think he's got a chance to be very good. Now, again, that might be me being biased, having watched him torch West Virginia and Pitt the last few years, but nonetheless, he does look damn handsome out there handing off the football. Jarvis Landry of the Cleveland Browns says that they can win the Super Bowl. He also says they should be putting up 40 points a game if everyone on offense does their job. Hey, Jarvis, every team in the National Football League would put up 40 points a game if everyone did their job. The job is to put up points, so thank you for that. But how can you blame him for the Super Bowl optimism? I mean, they were 1-32, 1-31 uh, over 32 games the last two years. I mean, they are on a hot streak. They're rolling. Yeah, Tyrod Taylor, Jarvis Landry... Uh, they're really going to put some fear into the hearts of the Steelers. Yeah, I don't think so. They're not going to be a threat to win the division. They're not going to be a threat to win anything uh, but maybe four or five games this year. They'll be improved, but they're not a good football team. And that's one of the things I can't stand about training camp. Hope springs eternal. Oh, my God, we've got a shot. No, you don't. You can name all the teams off the top of your head that have a shot. And in the AFC, I think there's four. Pittsburgh, New England. Obviously not necessarily in order. Jacksonville and the Chargers. That's it. That's the list. Nobody else is going to win the Super Bowl from the AFC. Nobody else is going to make the Super Bowl from the AFC. The NFC is a little bit deeper, but uh, we're optimistic. Yeah, just shut up, Jarvis Landry. Let's go to Grant on I-79 next up on the Mark Madden Show as a jet flies overhead. Sounds like we're in Iraq. Hello, Grant. Hey, Adam. Nice talking. Um, you know, the Steelers that I think I would like to see most improved would be Vince Williams. I think losing that skill set with uh, Shazier, obviously Vince Williams is no Ryan Shazier, but if they're truly going to go to the six or seven defensive backs, um, I think you're going to have to see and improve Vince Williams in the middle to plug that hole. Well, if they're going to go six or seven defensive backs, I don't necessarily know if you're going to see Vince Williams, and I appreciate the call, Grant. Uh, I think we should stick with realistic people. I think Vince Williams, no offense, is what he is. He was a sixth-round pick. He played as well as he did in the early portion of last season because he was playing alongside Ryan Shazier. When Shazier was gone, he had to cover up for a lot of the mistakes of Sean Spence, and he wasn't really able to do it. He's a fine player. He's not a great player. 
And that's just reality. So if I'm picking one guy that I need to step up, it's Stefan to it. Because that is realistic. He can be, I think, an all-pro type player in this league. Call me optimistic all you want, but uh, I've seen what he can do when healthy. First two snaps of the year, blowing people up in the Cleveland backfield. Just absolutely wreaking havoc. Third play of the season, he, tie- he tears his bicep. And after that point, uh, he just wasn't the same guy. Cam Hayward played the best football of his career last year. He had 12 sacks. The other two defensive linemen that you count on, Javon Hargrave and Stephon Tuitt, had a combined five. Tuitt had three. It's not good enough. It's not good enough. You're not going to win a championship that way. Now, they did have a bunch of sacks. They set the Steelers' all-time record in sacks last year, but it was kind of a mirage. Most of those sacks came in the two games against Cleveland and a game against Houston, uh, both of which, those teams, were the worst two teams in the league at giving up sacks, or two of the worst teams in the league at giving up sacks. Uh, I don't think that you can take that Steelers number and really take it to heart. If, if you watch the team last year, you know that they couldn't always get pressure when they needed to, and my God, they didn't get any pressure uh, against Blake Bortles in the home playoff game. If Stefan Tuitt can take a step forward and be closer to what Cam Hayward is than to what Stefan Tuitt was last year, then the Steelers can get consistent pressure with four down men, four down linemen, as I read the caller that's going to come next on the show. Uh, and you don't have to do as much exotic stuff. Mike Hilton doesn't have to come off the blitz in the slot. Uh, you don't have to bring outside linebackers from different locations. You don't have to uh, bring Vince Williams up the middle. You don't have to do all that crazy stuff. You play four down linemen. You allow your defensive backs to do what they do on the back end. And they've got a lot of athletes there. And you allow those two guys to get after the quarterback. That's why, for me, it's Stefan it. Let's see what Kevin has to say. Kevin in the car. Hello. Hey, how you doing today? Good, hey, man. I don't agree with this. This back defense, if you lose two of these during the year, then you're back to just scrubs. But now you've got four original ones and two backups. It's not going to work. You lose defensive backs and safeties all the time during the year. So you're going to have to have at least, what, 10 or 12 on your roster? Well, the Steelers are going to have a bunch of safeties on the roster and a bunch of corners. That's why they're thinking about doing that. doesn't mean it's going to be their base defense, but I do think we're going to see them play a lot more uh, six guys on the back end. I don't think, and appreciate the call, I don't think that's a good point at all. I mean, you're going you're to lose people at any position during a football season. Uh, it's better that they're working with a position of strength. They turn a position of weakness into one where they think that they have the bodies now. Uh, gone is Robert Golden. Gone is William Gay, who was playing linebacker when they were in the dime sets last year. Gone is Mike Mitchell. In is Morgan Burnett and Terrell Edmonds. They're going to be better back there because you can't be worse than what they were in the second half of the season. you got to play with your strengths, and that's what they're going to be doing. 412-333-9939, 412-333-WXDX. Uh, I come to training camp every year and cover it for Steelers Nation Radio and ESPN Pittsburgh, and one of the things that drives me up a freaking wall is all the questions about the back end of a roster not the back end of a defense the back end of a roster Uh, I get why people are curious about the Mason Rudolphs of the world I understand why you want to know about Jalen Samuels because frankly Le'Veon Bell's not going to be back next year but I 
don't know why you care about any of the other players. They're not going to decide whether or not you win a championship. They're just not. Uh, is the 25th man on the Pirates roster going to make that big of a difference? No, probably not. Is the 53rd man on this roster going to make that big of a difference? No, probably not. And we cover this thing like it's a Donald Trump press conference where he's talking about starting World War III. I mean, the number of tweets I get every single day talking about the 19th wide receiver, people just chill out. This is going to be a team that can contend for a championship. They've got their flaws, but New England has their flaws. Jacksonville has Blake Bortles. The Chargers, everyone loves them. They love their roster. How good were they last year? So the Steelers will be fine. The back end of the roster is what it is. It's a back end of the roster. 412-333-WXDX. You're listening to Adam Crowley filling in for Mark Madden on 105.9. And now the super genius, Mark Madden. He is Iron Man. Double M, what's up, buddy? Hi. Hey, Double M, just want to get your point on something. But he had sacks. But he had sacks. But he had sacks. The X at 105.9. Tim tweets at underscore Adam Crowley. Don't let Adam fill in for you anymore, Mark. He's way too liberal. I want sports radio, not friggin' politics, and certainly not CNN. Okay, so a couple of things there. First of all, I made a joke using Donald Trump as an example that in no way implied my political slant. And if you took it negatively, it's because you wanted to get upset and you wanted to take it negatively. Number two... You don't care if I'm talking about politics. You just want them to be your politics. That's why you threw the CNN thing there at the end. Uh, that's why you use liberal as a slur. Because you want you want to get mad about something. Tim tweeted just before that, though, Artie Burns is the person that needs to step up on D. Yeah, Artie Burns does need to step up on D. This segment sponsored by CW Electrical Services. Make the switch to CWElectricalServices.com. I asked the question, if you had one Steelers player, if you could have one Steelers player to step up, who would it be? And mind Stefan to it. Just to take that step forward, to get closer to Cam Hayward's play and farther away from his play last year. He wasn't terrible, but he wasn't the difference maker that I think we all think he can be. And if you can find a way to get 20 sacks or so from two of your defensive linemen, man, that makes the whole defense better. It makes everything easier, including Artie Burns. Artie Burns becomes a better football player if you can rush for and get pressure on the quarterback. And the way that they play the game now, the way that they allow these defensive linemen to get upfield, well, I think that Stefan Tuitt could have a productive season. Uh, I think he could uh, be that guy. That's my man. Artie Burns, not a bad pick. Uh, you'd like to see the Steelers be more sure-handed, I suppose, on the back end, make some more plays, and... You'd like to see them communicate better. If I were to pick someone in the secondary, just for the point of conversation, I'd rather it be a safety. Uh, I'd rather it be Sean Davis. The last line of defense, I'd rather him be the guy that step up than Artie Burns. Somebody tweeted Morgan Burnett. Well, okay, Morgan Burnett's going to be better than Mike Mitchell, right? But that's not really the question, I guess. Is Sean Davis going to be better than Mike Mitchell? He'll be playing that position. He'll be the guy trying to take the ball away. Mark says, are you seriously fawning over the young players after you just cast doubts and fears over our seasoned veterans? I absolutely was not fawning in the last segment over what the Steelers have on the back end. In fact, you completely missed the point. They're playing with what they think is a strength. They've got a bunch of guys there. They've got a bunch of safeties, a bunch of corners. Haven't even mentioned Brian Allen yet. They're going to use them. 
it would make sense for them to use them. I think it makes sense for them to be a more of a matchup team this year. Uh, Mike Hilton is a guy that played well and can take away the smaller, quicker, scat-back type players. Uh, he can cover the quicker slot receivers in this league. Uh, maybe Sean Davis comes down uh, when you need a bigger guy. Uh, you can play with it this year, and you couldn't last year. When William Gay is your linebacker in the nickel or in the dime, it's not good. He's not suited for that position. Now they have a bunch of guys suited for that position. Maybe it's Terrell Edmonds, although I think if he gets in there, that means that things have gone horribly awry. 412-333-WXDX is the number to call. That's 412-333-9939. Penn's baby comes at me at underscore Adam Crowley. You think Bell's better than Gurley? You're absolutely nuts. Bell can't even break a 30-yard run. That was an issue for Bell last year, but... If you watch the highlights of the Jacksonville game, that's all I ask you to do. You don't have to go back and do all kind of research. Watch the highlights of the Jacksonville game. Watch what Le'Veon Bell did and tell me he can't be explosive. Uh, tell me he can't make plays. He can. He did. He made a lot out of nothing in that game. 155 yards, two touchdowns. I don't care if he's doing it in 30-yard spurts or 10-yard spurts. I care that it's happening, and it did, and he's valuable to this team. But that wasn't even really the point that I was making. Whether or not he's as good as Gurley doesn't matter. What matters is Le'Veon Bell on the open market this year doesn't have to convince anybody that he's a playmaker, that he's a number one running back and a number two wide receiver. He doesn't have to convince anybody of that. All he needs to say is, I'm a running back. I'm a damn good one. I'm just as good as Todd Gurley. So give me $45 million guaranteed. That's all he's got to do. That's what he needs to make happen. It's a lot easier of a task than what he would have been tasked before. Uh, before, he would have to say, look, you got to pay me like I'm a receiver. Uh, the next highest paid guy is getting $8.25 million. Uh, it's harder to make that case than it is to make this case, which is why I think Le'Veon Bell is going to come out on top when it's all said and done. Penn's baby then went on to say $11 million of Gurley's guaranteed money was he was set to make before this extension over the next two years. Blah, 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 blah. That's boring. Shut up. Don't care. Terry says, I think the Steelers' championship window may have closed. No. It hasn't closed. Is Ben Roethlisberger still playing quarterback? Do they still have Le'Veon Bell and Antonio Brown? Well, Crowley, they haven't won with those guys. Well, it ain't their fault. It's the defense, which you can maybe hear being chanted by a select few below us here at St. Vincent College in Latrobe. The defense needs to get better. There's no doubt about that. If they do, then yes, they have a championship-caliber football team. They were a championship-caliber defense at the beginning of last season, and by the end of the season, they were a sieve. I mean, they were awful, horrendous. They give up 45 points to the Jags, 38 to the Ravens, and what was it, 28 to the Packers, whatever it was. That's bad. But they have the offense that I think is good enough to still carry them in what is a weak AFC. AFC's not good. Uh, the Patriots are, as always, and they'll probably be in the AFC Championship game because they are every year and will be as long as Tom Brady and Bill Belichick are still playing buddy-buddy. But other than that, eh, Jacksonville should scare you because they beat the bejesus out of the Steelers two times last year, but... What else? Eh. People always say San Diego or Los Angeles, whatever the heck they are. Eh. What'd they do last year? 
the Steelers have an opportunity to go to the Super Bowl because they're good enough and the AFC is weak. That segment's brought to you by CW Electrical Services. Make the switch to CWElectricalServices.com today. Coming up next, it's Tim Benz filling in for Mark Madden. They told me they're done with me. That wasn't good enough. I've been cut. Didn't make the first cut here from St. Vincent College. Benzie's next. It's 105.9 The X.